You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Curtain up, theater people, and welcome to your program is your ticket. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. Tonight's show features the dazzling New York neo-futurists who are here to discuss their newest show, Wind Up Variations. I just saw it. I loved it, it's trippy, and I can't wait to talk about it. Now, you may recall that in December of last year, I interviewed the New York Neo-Futurist, that's episode 38, so please go back and listen to that. At that time, I hadn't seen one of their shows, and fearless leader Rob Neal wisely suggested that I attend a show and interview the cast afterward, as their shows are so stunningly unique and really affect how you leave the theater in a brilliant and thought-provoking way. By the way, those are my words, and I stand behind them. Rob didn't Rob didn't ask me to say that, although they are, and it's it's completely true. Um, well, I have officially cashed that check and have just witnessed their latest show, Wind Up Variations, and I am here with the artists of the New York Neo-Futurists. So let's bring them on. Folks, please welcome, once again, to the show, the New York Neo-Futurists. Hi, gang, and welcome to your program, Is Your Ticket. Hey! Thanks so Thanks, much Sean. for having Thanks, us. Sean. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Just watch the show, and I I'm I think I'm going to need to think about it tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and so, hopefully, you, you can help me through it just a little bit. Now, I, I want to say that we are actually in the theater, uh, so you'll hear some noise because uh, the New York Neo-Futurists are striking their set. That doesn't mean their production's closing. Nope. It just means that they're they're making room for whoever's after them in the space to do a production. So they're they're going to give you their dates uh, at the end of the production or at the end of the show. And um, so just if you hear noise or pounding on or whatever, that's that's what's happening. And most of you are in theater, and you totally get that. So, anyways, the first thing I want to do is I want you to introduce yourself now. After watching the show, I'm very afraid to pronounce your name. <laughs> you're going to have to come to the show, and you're going to have to, to hear that why. So let's start over here with T, who has been on the show before. And if you could just go around and, and tell us your names, please. Yeah, I'm T. Thompson. And I'm Evan Hartsoe. My name is Daniel Mirsky. Hey, I'm Rob Neal. And I'm Ann Halliday. Here we are. I am so excited. I know. Did you you see that pause? I'm like, okay, get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Of course, with a name like Sean spelled S-E-A-N, I'm used to my name being biffed 
left, right, and center. So when I go to, to Starbucks or something, they say, how do you spell your name? And I said, just spell it how you think they can read it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. <laughs> That's right. Neal, let's uh, start with you. Give us a quick refresher course on the establishment and mission of the New York Neo-Futurists. You bet, you bet. So the New York Neo-Futurists uh, came about in the first incarnation in 1995, thanks to Anne Halliday and a crew that came kind of in the... Uh, the Roanoke expedition where we all came here and then dispersed to the winds uh, and then we uh, restarted in 2004 and have been creating plays in New York ever since to date almost 5,000 plays that's so crazy yeah and and uh, I know a lot of those come from uh, from the other production it's which is the standard production that you right. run it's called the infinite wrench and yes. I I haven't seen the infinite infinite wrench here, but I but, did, I saw it in Chicago, yeah. and I, intervi- I interviewed um, uh, the big kahuna out there, um, Kurt Kurt Chang, yeah. and he was super nice and and really fun and had a lot of great things to say. And if you haven't seen the Infinite Wrench or Wind Up Variations, you just have to to experience it. It really is a theatrical experience. So, anyways, tell us about Wind Up Variations. Somebody from the cast. Or the whole cast, if you want. So, Wind Up Variations started, what, Rob? Like, Ten years. over a decade yeah. ago. Um, and I was part of, I think, part two, which was called Monkey Land, which was a 20 minute play that we did as part of an evening of three 20 minute plays. Um, and in that, there was just one wind up, and it was this monkey, and he was on a journey, and he would walk, and when he stopped, um, he would dream, and that activated the performers, and, and that was like the basis for this bigger expansion. So, was it originally four short plays, or were there more wind-ups, or um, tell us about the evolution. I'll jump in on that one. I think uh, we took what was incubated in Too Much Light back in the day, in wind-up variations in the 20-minute Monkey Land, and a 10-minute version earlier at uh, Avant-Garde-Rama, and all those little uh, elements, and then expanded it from... It was always four performers, but we expanded it to four wind-ups and to, you know, 83 minutes, and took the actual experiences and writing of the of the four performers in the show currently. So I had Anne and T and Mirsky and Evan all write certain things, kind of dialogue mining and taking their personal experiences, and then feeding them into the, the concept that I had. And then... Uh, even kind of changing the concept as what they wrote influenced that. So <laughs> this has been this has been a ten year evolution uh, of the piece, and it's I'm I'm, I'm uh, what I'm hearing is that it's come together from various smaller chunks that you've put together, and now it has a narrative. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it was incubated in so many different little places, and then when we all came together, it was about activating uh, the performers into creating writing that would then help me create a larger script, and then tying that together so we could look. Oh, this is where the windups are going. This is what the the metaphor and the allegory is, and then within that, having all these different kinds of neo-futurist styles of, of work kind of in a cohesive 
uh, series of, of moments in a play, right? So you have you have elements of dance and song and poetry and and, and audience interaction and activation and, and you know baking cookies or toasting cookies, things like that 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 I've tried in other elements, and now we put it into together into this whole. Excellent uh, cast. Tell me what you think Wind Up Variations is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob raises his hand first. No, I was like, yes, tell us. I tell think us. it's about Rob Neal. It's a window into Rob Neal. It, 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 it is that, I believe, as well as, I think it's, a, it's about uh, a journey that these four friends are on together, and, and not about the four friends. It's also about, like, you. It's also about, like, you can put yourself in in uh, the wind-up's place, in a sense, right? Like, it's about any sort of uh, trial or tribulation that you have. Sometimes you need friends. Sometimes you need just the willpower to go. There's just, like, lot. there's lots of levels to this shit, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, deeper than it looks like on the outside, but it really is. It's about friendship. It's about togetherness. It's about all these things. What about you, Mishki? You yeah, got, you got no, eyes. I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's you, me, it's everyone. Yeah, it's also nothing, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be about anything if you don't want it to be. It can just be a question without any answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think it always comes back to the. I'm like I. What's grounding for me is remembering the four wind-ups where we are in their journey every night in the play when it's like, what comes next? Some dreamy <laughs> thing comes. But then after that, I know what's going to happen with the wind-ups. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we, we say in the play, right? It's about the power of community. It's about the journey. It's about figuring out what keeps what, what your raison d'être is. Those aren't the words in the play, but I like to speak yes. French. <laughs> Bring the language um, in. Raison d'être. Um, and uh, I, I really I liked what T was saying because the thing about neo-futurism is that we don't play characters, right? And yet right. we're trying to create a theatrical experience, which involves finding finding a way for the audience to connect with what they're seeing on stage. You know, maybe a, a soupçon of catharsis <laughs> if we get so there. Um, and so, and so. Parlez-vous français? Well, seulement pas. But but having um, having the windups as um, as a metaphor, you know, a surrogate for audience members for our trials and tribulations, uh, like as a metaphorical. Um, journeyman for audience members I think it sort of is, is part of what's going on and is part of what's really cool about what we can do in neo-futurism yeah. to me it was interesting to start from a point of like oh we're talking in abstraction about uh, apocalypse and we're talking about uh, uh, tragedy and, and, and being overwhelmed by life and, and when, when I did this originally that was abstract and then all of a sudden the world changed and mm. we had a very different world that we're in now where, you know, the, the president now and could, could, oh my God, I don't know, it's so deep what, just to go into that. But like, you know, you look at the world now and you're like, oh, there could be an apocalypse. There is, there, there is a water shortage. There is climate change. There, there is a, a group of people that are trying to destroy the world it seems like the way it's going and so be, we're not far from trying to figure out what what tribes or what peoples we band with in order to fight through the chaos and the destruction mm-hmm. it does feel like a lot of that could happen 
and I don't. I, I feel like we don't necessarily live in a hopeful world right now. So so I get that. Um, uh, for me, it felt like uh, the, the, that it was about identity, and I yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm going to need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about the show. Mm-hmm. You're asking the audience to challenge themselves and think, what is this about? And, 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 and I love that. Now, I know that there are rules yeah. in, in, uh, for the neo-futurists. Refresh my memory of what they are. Because I know one of them is we always play ourselves, right? Yes. Okay. And what are, the other, what are the other rules? Yeah. There's uh, no fourth wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, you acknowledge it. Like, if you forget a line, you acknowledge it. If you drop a prop and it breaks, you acknowledge it. You don't try... I mean, you know, you try to keep the show moving forward as well, but that's not hiding it. You know, you're not trying to gloss over the boo-boos. The place is here, and the time is now, and we're always in a theater with you. We're never taking you to Brigadoon. We're always here in a theater, which is magical enough. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, and and I could see that in in this show. So did you did you purposely bring those standards and apply them to wind up variations as well? Most definitely. Okay, so there there wasn't any variance of that. That's what it is to be a neo futurist. Yeah. Okay. Like when you're a neo futurist, you're like, yeah, I believe in these rules, and that's how I'm going to make neo futurist theater. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we try, we, particularly in this show, we're dealing with, okay, where's that line and how can we kind of skirt or dance upon it? Mm-hmm. And where do we go across it? And, you know, we have conversations about, like, well, am I asking this question that I don't know the answer to? Or is it part of a, a task that I have to ask these questions, right? There's a whole interrogation scene that is a trope. And so when, when Anne and Evan are interrogating Mirsky, that is not like they're asking questions that they don't know the answer to necessarily, unless they don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, we play with what that is and how you can still be um, who you are and knowing what you already know without losing theatricality. Hmm. Now, then, now, other than uh, adjusting to what's going on on stage uh, as it's happening... Is the the rest of the show scripted, or is is a lot of it? Oh yes, sir. Is it all completely <laughs> scripted? The or? script's on the wall. The yeah. script is what, well, you might not have been able to see it, but hanging on the uh, stage left wall are all the pages. Yeah, of the script Rob Neal taped up loves there. his words. So many words. So many words. Good words. Great, Great words. words. There you go. <laughs> so many of them. There's so many. <laughs> so yes, there's lots, of, there's lots of visuals and projections and dancing and song, but then yeah. there's lots of words yeah. and butchered nightly. <laughs> I didn't think Amazingly, so. Amazingly uh, transformed. <laughs> every rusty night. blade just <laughs> hacking away. <laughs> and so Anne had this amazing idea uh, when people, when we all were struggling with how do we move through this and learn how to deal with all the elements to. Just print the script, 
bake the paper with coffee so it looks like parchment. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a piece of the set and it hangs on the wall that you couldn't quite see from your seat. But it was the whole script so people could actually go, I have no idea where I am here. Oh, 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 here I am, right? That happened tonight. That happens every night where it's just, every, you, you, it's, it's like we put set lists on the floor so you know the progression of what's happening. So the idea is that you can check in to that and you don't hide that fact, right? You just do it because it's part of what this experience is. Well, I have to say, um, it, it felt like some of it was just so natural that it was almost improvised. Awesome. And and that that's an, a tribute to your actors, and I think that it's now that I think about it, you're right. There is a lot going on technically <laughs> in the show, and you really, I mean, that's that requires precision and and timing and being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. So, you know, kudos to all of you for bringing that loose feeling. That's also a lot of rehearsal. Well, I think, too, the audience interaction that we do, um, kind of, it's like um, we do the audience interaction and that is necessarily not improvised, but, like, it, it has to be looser because who knows what the people in the audience will do. And the fact that we come out and do that at points, I think, give kind of gives the illusion that that's what's happening throughout when, in fact, it's just these carefully designed moments mm -hmm. of interaction that kind of help the rest of it feel... Uh, um, more, I don't know, loosey more loosey-goosey than it really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it has a casual flair to it just because nobody's playing this yeah. character that they have to worry about. And so it, it's coming off as you saying things, so it seems like it's off the cuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, Hadley and Connor are in the booth pressing all these cues because th <laughs> there is a lot of tech going on. Right. And they, they're, just like that. they adjust when things shift. And and sometimes things project on a different screen, and you know, and sometimes they're being captured by cameras. So there's a lot of stuff that actually is choreographed, but it doesn't seem that because these guys are so good at just being themselves and like saying whatever the words are or whatever is close to those words, and 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 then it comes off as like, oh, we're just making this up, but we're not. Well. I do have to say that the show gets 4D every once in a while. Like there are things happening. Oh. There are there are. Mo I'm not going to give it away, but you know what I'm talking about, mm. right? Yeah. There are moments when when you're not only seeing and hearing, but you're feeling mm. what's actually happening in the show. And I I thought that was really cool. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about audience interaction. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I brought this up when I interviewed you in December, but I know I brought it up with. With Kurt, um, it, how do you gauge how to approach the audience? Because I'm one of those people, and I, I, I write plays, I do the show, but I have a, a hard time breaking the fourth wall. Most people mm. hate audience interaction, and that's why I love doing it as a neo-futurist, <laughs> because it's like... Nobody likes having some clown come up and like, woo, we're gonna do something wacky, and yeah. you're like, you know, I'm on a date, and I just really rather not. Um, but it it feels like the first rule of audience interaction with audience members here is like you look them in the eye, and it's yeah. just you make this human connection, and it's like you're gonna come along with me and do this, and I'm not gonna humiliate you. And I mean, I sometimes I hold their hand, you know, if I think like if there's a section where we all whisper. We each have an audience member that we've selected, and we whisper in their ear that we're going to collaborate, but everybody else has their own pair, too, so all four of us. So there's 
four of us, four audience members, all trying to speak in unison. We have the script memorized. The audience members have never heard it before, so they're dependent on us. So if I get somebody who's freaked out, I just hold their hand or, you know, pet them a little oh, to wow. kind of keep them waiting because I'm the fifth fifth line in that section. Right. And I love it. I love, I'm also a person who likes to talk to people on the subway <laughs> and right. I like to talk to people in the grocery line. So it's not that different really, you know, and I also, I like to find people who, when you go up to them, you see them shrinking like, Oh God, it's going to be me. They're just shriveling up like a spider on a hot skillet. And before they can completely <laughs> sizzle to a crisp, you pluck them up and you blow on them and dust them off. And then at the end, they crawl away and they're okay. That's a lot to to handle on top of your dialogue and your blocking and all of the technical elements that are coming into play. That just makes me feel like you're all four super confident and in what you're doing and that just comes from doing from from being a neo futurist because the, the neo futurist this it's a very like when I saw Infinite Wrench it, it's like organized chaos. Yeah, you get it up exactly there. It. I mean, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, so I would think that because I'm not an actor. I took one acting class only to realize as a writer what I was making actors do. But I know how much you're you're handling up there. Mm-hmm. So to then be almost like audience member therapist for 30 <laughs> seconds, that's great. And and I'm glad that you you practice that, and I'm glad that you we can feel confident with you with that. Yeah, I, these these guys are rock stars in that, and part of being a neo futurist is when you deal with audience members, it's almost it's a gift mm. because that's where you you add this element of surprise and unknowing, and you 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 never know if they're going to see you as a threat or as a, as a comfort, and you know ultimately we're offering a hand, and we're saying. Take the hand, and if you don't take the hand, that's okay. Like we're n- we're not gonna make you eat a cookie or get on stage or say these words, but you can if that's what you feel comfortable doing. You're giving you're giving people permission and activating them. Yeah. We're gonna be nice to you. Yeah, unless yeah. you're not nice to us. Ah. Like, watch out, because there's no fourth wall. But even, <laughs> but, why wouldn't we be nice? Right. To but you? even then, I mean, it's like sometimes in their enthusiasm, they'll like just go totally rogue. They go like, like the other direction. Oh, you're kind of wrecking the play. Right. We're gonna we're All gonna right. work with that for you know. Yeah. It's like we invited it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep the balloon with you. Yeah. Ah, oh, keep so the balloon sweet. with you. Oh. oh my god. Well, for a while they're bopping them around. It's so great. Like, yeah, like who okay. knows what's gonna? You put balloons into an audience, and you never know what's going to happen. It could be a beach party for 30 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, let's switch topics a little bit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what direction do you think theater is taking right now? My husband, who is one of the neo-futurists, um, works in musical theater He's as awesome. a playwright and a lyricist. Cool. And um, you know, he's working on something now that's been in development for years and years and years, and it's an adaptation of a beloved old movie. And it's like, 
what I probably shouldn't be telling tales out of school, but um, without naming the project, it's like, oh, the producers get in there and keep mucking around creatively, and oh, change this and change that and change this and change that, and oh, now there's a star, and you got to accommodate a star more than you need to accommodate little potatoes like us who are all team players. Mm. So I think there's more of that happening Broadway and off-Broadway because it's like, most theater is unsustainable in terms of the money of it. Sure. Like people like us are all have other jobs. Yeah. And um, it costs a ton of money to rent little crumbling black box theaters in locations like this one. At least you walk in and you say, oh, I'm in a theater. I've performed in plenty of theaters where... The audience comes in and is like, "Is this right? Because this looks like an office building. Is there a lobby <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, go or a YMCA? Yeah, and yeah. there's four other people here. Are we? Sh- do you really want to do it? Do I want to sit here and watch this? So, mm. you know, I think, and that's probably the direction theater is always going in. So you got to look for the things that are the weird little things that are growing up through the cracks in the pavement. So always push up. So over bureaucracy from time to time. But that I, from I, uh, time immemorial, I guess. Right? I don't know. What do you guys? I don't know. The Romans and the Greeks. Yes, yes. Right. Ah, they Socrates. were great. Um, but <laughs> but I, do, I do think that what we do has, and and what people like us do has infiltrated uh, places that are Broadway, off Broadway, even. Absolutely. And and so there is more. There there are there are theaters that are. That are creating whole immersive experiences, right? Mm. And and yeah, and, and they're, they're, those are expensive tickets, just like going to Broadway. Like yeah. that is a that is a big market. And and there is you know projection and song and like all of that, like giving people an experience where you have this this celebration and this immersion and all that has really gone beyond just being experimental and and off-off or independent theater. I think, you know, I, I, I went to a show at New York Theater Workshop that was very much in the vein of what we just did here tonight. And, it, and I found it amazing. And there will be people that think, oh, certain shows on Broadway are amazing, but what happened there is not amazing. What happens here isn't amazing. It's just, it's a taste thing. But I think, I think there is a, because of the, 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 Way information flows between all of us. There's, there's, there is more of a. You can find a lot of these elements in all the theater. Wow, you know, I love when I ask that question and I'm expecting a certain answer and I get a completely different one hmm. because I, I think that it, what I've seen, uh, the neo futurists deal with a lot of social issues, mm-hmm. and I was totally expecting. Uh, you to make a comment on uh, what's going on socially in our world. And then you told me, and, and, and then you talked about uh, how, just the, the experimental nature of theater. And I think that's really cool. And then, and you, do the rest of you go to the theater and identify as well when you're watching a show and go, okay, that's, that's a little bit of neo future yeah. right oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It stands oh, yeah. out. Yeah. Does yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Wow. What's your experience? With what exactly? How that happens. How that happens. Uh, well, like, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Stephen Colbert 
Uh, I, I watch his show a lot, and every single <laughs> once in a while, wow. he brings out just some handwritten poster board cards and flips through them with dialogue. And it's just, I see that, and right away I'm like, oh, Dylan Marin did that. Yeah, right? That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, well. and, like, you, you, I don't know, there, there's a celebration of community in, in a lot of different levels of theater, and I think that's what we're trying to do. There's an activation of the audience. You know, there 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 are the shows that just have you sit back, but there are the shows like this that have you lean in and activate and like be a part of it. And uh, you know, well, I was talking before the show about that amazing Will Eno play at yeah. the Signature Theater, where we were activated somewhat in the audience and exited after the play was over to the lobby, where these snacks had been laid out for us, which is a thing that we've done in countless longer form neo plays. I mean, I'm sure that Will Eno thought of it himself because he's a genius. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's it's things like that, you know, where you're you're crossing crossing the line in terms of like influence and where you see these things. Sure. Well, I think part of, of theater is creating the environment for the audience before they walk in, yep. after they leave. That, that to me, is super important. But I have to say, you just surprised me one more time because I didn't expect you to say Stephen Colbert. <laughs> what a great answer. Yeah. Uh, for the former neo-futurist. Right. What? He was a neo-futurist for a day. Well, we got to stop it's saying that. Oh, sorry. He wasn't. <laughs> he was. He, he was. was. For a day. He's an awesome person, and he had to go to a Second City, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one day? Yeah. One day. He came to rehearsal and sat through the play proposal process, and at the end was like, I want to thank you all so much, but I'm afraid I have to tell you I didn't bring <laughs> no. any plays. <laughs> I won't be able to act in your play. You know, that's true. Yeah, you, you, you got to bring the play when, you, when you're when you a neo-futurist. That's, that's yeah. when you're He's writing. a good guy. <laughs> he finally wrote a play once. <laughs> when he, He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very funny, creative guy. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a nice feather in your cap, even if it's just for one day. You know. Excellent. Uh, tell us about your upcoming schedule. All right. Mr. Neal. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, we run wind-up variations uh, all the way to May 12th, and most of the shows are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, except for there's one show uh, Monday, May 30th, or April 30th, but... That may be before this goes up. So I'll do it again. Uh, we're running all the way through May 12th, mostly Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, then we're also running The Infinite Wrench, because this company produces all the time, sure. every Friday and Saturday at 10.30. And you can actually buy a ticket to double feature and get a drink at the bar upstairs at the KGB bar. Oh my uh, there's a combo ticket. It's kind of amazing. Pow, pow! Boom! Wow. Yeah. So um, we were Good doing marketing. that. Always pushing it and uh, creating more plays all the time for you. We will... As I said, probably hit 5,000 before the year's out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Awesome. The first time I met the Neo Futurists or were when you won the uh, New York Innovative Theater Award last year for the Infinite Ranch. Yep. And I interviewed 
uh, three of you, including Rob, and and you were all so nice to me. You were very, very nice. And when I I heard how many plays you wrote, I thought, wow, I I can't I can't. That's a lot of plays. You must have been around a lot longer than you know 30, 30 or forty years or whatever it is. Um, but uh, listeners, you really do have to come and see one of their shows so you can watch how they do it. It truly is brilliantly dazzling. And those are my words. Thank you. For Thanks, sure. Sean. Just just so um, amazing and, and interesting and unique. And you know what? When you're not in the plays, you're all really nice, great people. <laughs> you're nice, great people when you're in the plays, mm-hmm. but, but I'm a little... I'm a little I'm a little scared sometimes and and that's the way it should be because I think you have such great bearing and control over your audience and I don't know if you work on that but that is an effect and I think that's important that everyone know you're in charge so there we go. Oh, I, 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 let me let me jump off of my theatrical soapbox. No, there. keep going. <laughs> uh, can you give uh, our audience uh, your social media information, please? You bet. Oh, looking at me. Okay, uh, we we are out there. Uh, we're on Facebook at NY Neo Futurists. We are also on Instagram. We tweet. Uh, I think we have Snapchat and Tumblr too. Uh, you can find us at nynf.org for all things Neo Futurists in New York. Also, know there are companies in Chicago, the Neo Futurists, and in San Francisco, SF Neo Futurists, I believe. Um, uh, I'm butchering what their socials are but you should find them if you're not here in new york there are so many places you can go and see amazing neo-futurist work being created absolutely actors uh would you like to give out any of your social media information or or um talk about a project you might be involved in and holiday yeah sure so i have a theater company called theater of the apes and um, our two main projects right now, we have a monthly series uh, called Necromancers of the Public Domain, oh wherein I choose a book that is in the public domain it's from the awesome. shelves of the New, York so- the New York Society Library and then invite a bunch of artists and clowns and puppeteers and monologists and comedians, whatever, uh, comic people who project their comics to read the book and make something that's inspired by the book and then we have a low budget variety show from an old book so that's every month and Mm. then I have a solo show that's coming up in June that is a mashup of Juliet's Nurse and um, uh, Kate Claxton who is an actress who survived the Brooklyn Theater Fire so I figured like you know she went on tour she talked about the Brooklyn Theater Fire for the rest of her life because theater owners thought she was cursed and wouldn't hire her as an actor Uh. I think the nurse is probably never going to get another nurse job, you know, after the kids <laughs> kill themselves on her watch. So that's theateroftheapes.com. Yeah. Wow. Underscores in between each word. My head is spinning in, in the best of ways. I'm glad. T, when do you play next? Oh, not anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> every, every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday right here. Right here, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. Social media information? Uh, we're out there. Yeah, we're out. Yeah. Tough chicks painting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Astronaut one. Yeah. Uh, Evan? Yeah, um, well, I'm Evan Hartso. Uh, good luck spelling that. You'll find yeah. me. I'm the only Evan Hartso. You can do Ever. it. Ever. Ever. Um, and I have some working on a cool video project, actually, with another former neo-futurist. And um, we got a grant to do these cool videos that are satirical and highly political and edgy and um, 
We'll be screening those publicly uh, this coming fall. Um, I have to update the website, but if you go to mycarl.org, um, that's my my project with Carl the C. Carl the C. M Y C A R L dot org. We'll have updates about that, um, so you can check that out. Very cool. Dang it. Mursky? Yeah, I'll be taking a short breath after this closes on May 12th and then going back into the Infinite Wrench every Friday and Saturday night, writing and performing for it. Excellent. Excellent. That's a very common answer, actually. People, a lot of people will just say, well, I'm in the middle of this show right now, so I think I might take some time off. <laughs> yeah. <after it."> yes. <laughs> I have a feeling it's a week or two for, oh, for the, the, the neo-futurists. Well, you've all been terrific. And I'm so glad that you took the time after rehearsing all day and performing uh, to be on your program as your ticket. Thank you so much for being with us, New York Neo Futurist, and break legs on the future of Wind Up Variations. Thanks, Thank you. Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thank, Thank you. It's been my it's been my pleasure. Well, folks, the proverbial eleven o'clock number has been sung and the vows have been taken. So it's time to lower the curtain. Once again, I'd like to thank my guests, the New York Neo-Futurists. They're amazing. As, as far as me, for social media, you can find more episodes of Your Program Is Your Ticket at Facebook.com. Your Program Is Your Ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at Program Ticket. The website is, you guessed it, yourprogramisyourticket.com. I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate me and write me a review. Subscribe. I'm also on YouTube. There's a couple of fun videos there. I believe the New York Media Future might be in one of those. Yay! Folks, take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. Until our next show, good night, theater people, and Kurt. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.